They're going to realize it, Aaron. Realize what? They're going to realize it. We sound different. I don't think they'll notice. It... They're smart, Aaron. The, the listener is going to determine that something is off about us, and they're going to write in their comments, it's not the same. They've changed, man. They've changed. The wall color hasn't changed. <laughs> it may as well have. The walls of our mouths are completely different now. The velvety and sound and richness of my voice has changed. It's... It's the taller ceilings. It's got to be the taller ceilings. Uh, maybe the more walls? The, there are more walls than there were before. We, we've added more walls. Yeah, it, it, it's a sea of walls. We're, we're, taking, we're, we're from a warehouse of walls coming to you live. Come on down to Crazy Aaron and Liz's warehouse of walls. <laughs> there is no price we can't scale and summit. <laughs> we will not be underwalled. Oh my gosh. On that note, she's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Guys, we won an award. We should have said the award-winning married to the idea. We are the award-winning married to the idea. You know, a lot of people don't notice that. Very important. Uh, they shouldn't have noticed. Well, I mean, no, they should notice it, but I mean. We didn't notice until someone told us. In case <laughs> you haven't been following our Facebook page, Last week we which, received which let's let's be honest you should be you should be last week we received some really cool news not only was Aaron named uh, runner up for best local graphic artist give it up for Aaron oh stop stop fresh uh, but then scouring through all the people who won we found out that married to the idea as a uh, one best local podcast in I, blank magazine blown away absolutely just blown away whoever you all are who are listening thank you your votes mattered that one listener just put on so many emails uh i would also to give a shout out to scruffy city podcast who was the runner up for best local podcast yes um haven't figured out exactly who they are i know i know (laughs) i've heard that name scruffy city or scruffy pod Scruffy little podcast. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, they. I've heard them specifically um, because we 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 are a part of a few different uh, podcasting networks in Knoxville here, like uh, the Knoxville Podcasting. Uh, well, it's like Knoxville Podcasters is a Facebook group that we're a part of. If you're a podcaster and would like to be a part of the group, definitely look them up and join. They're just a nice little community, uh, but we're also a part of the the group, the actual website. Um, I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head. Well, it's a good thing that you're not the one in charge of the plug party then. No, and if you want to use this as a perfect little segue. Yes, if you want to follow the award-winning podcast, Married to the Idea, you can follow us on Facebook at Married to the Idea, Twitter at Married Number 2, The Idea. I saw a plug party. (laughs) Twitter at Married Number (laughs) 2, The Idea. Or you can visit our website, marriedtheidea.weebly.com. You can email us at marriedtheideareviews at gmail.com. Our podcast episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. And for some reason, the iTunes will not update with our brand new spiffy logo. So definitely Aww. check that out on the Facebook award-winning page. Award-winning logo. They really should have the award-winning logo because, you know, I hear this runner-up for local Knoxville uh, graphic designer uh, designed it, so they really should. You're making me blush. Blush. Can you 
Can you, the listener, feel the heat coming off of my cheeks? No, but I bet they can hear that we do indeed sound different. I bet uh, we I, do. Truthfully, I hope that they don't. Because <laughs> I, I hope our very amateur uh, audio editing uh, skills uh, keep to them not hearing a difference. There's however, a reason we didn't win Best Local Audio Designer. <laughs> uh, however... Do you want to explain why they may hear a difference? Uh, we are in a remote and undisclosed location. <laughs> We're in a bunker. <laughs> Where all the walls are. Yes, no, we, the warehouse of walls. We recently made the very bold, perhaps stupid decision to uh, buy a house. It doesn't feel stupid, but with any <laughs> large loan, after a while, someone's going to come and say, you know, you're really, and I'm like, you know, but we did. So we bought our very first house, and where we are podcasting now, I don't think will be our podcast set up for here in eternity, but if literally every way. box we own is upstairs in the eventual podcasting <laughs> office, so we moved the whole party down the stairs. If I have my way, we will actually have a office slash podcasting studio absolutely where we'll actually have a table that we can like oh here i'm gonna use my computer oh here i'm gonna record my podcast it's award-winning podcast award-winning podcast or i'm gonna do my award-winning work uh (laughs) running up word Uh, but the yeah we um we made the six-figure debt decision uh to buy a house and we uh, are officially out of the old house and into the new house. Uh, with this last weekend, we are have everything out of the old house that we were renting. It was a beautiful little house, uh, just small and cramped. Um, though if we could have this house in that location, uh, we would be there for 10, 15 years at the minimum. <laughs> it was too small for an award-winning podcast studio. <laughs> we just didn't have uh, enough room for all the awards we were winning, like all the championships and all of the the uh, AR uh, medals that I had from I, that I have actually from my elementary school years. Well, I'm just glad we will finally have something to put on the award shelf, which has been blankly staring at us for the past 40 episodes. Except for our championship cups. Except for our championship cups. And my AR medals that I just mentioned. It's different. This is the first thing we've won con- conjuncturally, conjecturally, conjecturally, togetherly. <laughs> uh, objection, Your Honor. Conjecture sustained. Overruled. Let's talk about some shows. Yes, you're you're wondering why we're we're spending you know seven eight minutes on talking about us when we should be talking about two brand new shows. I know you're what Aaron has been uh, trying to plug or rather tease forever. Uh, Those are still in the works. I tell you not to tease. I've told you not to tease. I know. I I still really want to do that. Um, And it's still it's still going to happen. It's going to happen. So I tell you what, Aaron, let's explain the connective tissue between these two shows, because otherwise people may be like, these are two different shows what's really the point of comparing and contrasting them yeah uh kind of crime-esque things I, but, but there's I a million realize. crime shows on tv what's about these it's so special exactly um so for those of you who don't know or may not we may not have mentioned it on the podcast yet or um or don't haven't listened to the episode or episodes that we mentioned it uh, Liz and I are huge 
huge fans of the show Castle. Um, I actually introduced you to the show. Do you remember that? Um, we were. It was like season five or six. Um, it was sooner than that. No, it was. Uh, it was before they got together, but it was. It was before that, and we couldn't binge it. I don't recall binging it nearly as much as. Oh well, maybe. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't. It wasn't as early as three. I wasn't watching back when her hair was short. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I. Because I remember I watched it. I watched an ep or a season or two. Stopped. Went back and rewatched. It's like, oh yeah, I really like this show. Stopped. Re and then started it up again with you. And then we just continued it. And then we found out that Richard Castle was ghostwriting a bunch of novels, not only about his previous character that he talks about in the show before he meets his bridge for Nikki Heat, but then all of the Nikki Heat novels as well. And we're in the middle of the last one right now. Yeah, the very, the very last one. It's kind of hard for us to We haven't it. done a long road trip, and usually that's <laughs> when we listen because we tried doing it, laying in bed listening to it, pass out right to sleep. <laughs> Fell asleep. Dunzo. But we, uh, we enjoyed enjoyed the writing style, the comedic style, the characters, uh, and of course, we enjoyed Nathan Fillion. I like to think that my love for Nathan Fillion is hiding behind every single word and phrase that I utter. <laughs> Though, funnily enough, she's not watched too much of uh, Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. I want to. I said we should do Two Guys, a Girl, in a Podcast. Now, now that we are- TM, TM, TM. Now that we are in a house where we can literally set up and do that, we may be able to. So Good. Because I'm kind of mad at the one of the shows we're talking about for trying to steal the title of the podcast we originally oh, envisioned. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, yeah. Way back Way when. back in the day before we were married to the idea, we were kicking around the idea of making a podcast. We were take two. And then we realized... Every single person and their mother had a podcast called Take Two. And they were all about movie reviews. Every single one. <laughs> and I said, Aaron, we must be more original than this. So so thus, uh, Married to the Idea came about. So uh, being such big fans of Castle, uh, hearing that the creator of Castle was coming up with a new show. And that Nathan Fillion has started a new show. Yeah, we were interested in both. So, in the fact that they're both crime dramas or cop dramas, if you will, we decided we wanted to check them out. And now we're going to compare and contrast, but it's not going to be like they're the exact same thing. No, not not nearly. I would rather compare each of them back to Castle and see from that standpoint, because I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. I will say we are going to remain spoiler-free for this particular episode because we got to screen these episodes. We got super lucky. Um, kind of like uh, with uh, judging by the cover, which I guess we could classify this as judging by the cover two, <laughs> or uh, episode two of judging by the cover. Uh, married to the idea, Colin. Judging by the color, because you'll colon, notice episode two that take two is out, but the rookie is not yet. Yeah, we um we are super lucky, so we're 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 trying not to lose that uh, opportunity in uh, in the future. So, um, with that, I guess we'll start with take two. Um, okay. I would say this is the most Castle-esque because it is from the creator of Castle. It is definitely the best. Sorry. It is the most like Castle setup. Um, you have a ride along with, um, you know, some sort of someone who's not a cop and someone who is cop-like. And, you know, they 
they get on each other's nerves and there's a lot of back and forthing and this and that. So I, for me, it's interesting that they swapped it. I'm not so sure that I believe the character arc of a, uh, a star, a movie star who went to rehab and is now trying to follow a PI so she can get ready for a role. I, I'm not sure that character is really intriguing to me as much as uh, the writer who is good at what he does and has been writing all the time and is just looking for a new creative path. With Castle, it seemed more like this was just another step, which made it so surprising when it was much more than just a step. Whereas with this one, this seems to be her last chance because she's messed up so many times. And it feels more like they're setting it up to be a redemptive arc, whereas with Castle, you didn't know he needed redemption until... Various episodes. And with Castle, the first episode, going way back... Way back. Ten years ago... Um, the first episode of Castle, the the whole reason that Richard Castle got brought into you know uh, the ninth or the twenty um, man I'm forgetting is it the ninth or the twenty first I thought it was the fourteenth the brought got brought into the precinct um, we're forgetting the specific number uh, got brought into the precinct to begin with is because someone was copycatting his uh, his novels. And uh, they weren't sure if it was him or if it was someone as a love letter to him. So he was brought in as opposed to forcing his way in. Yeah. And so what he tried to do is he tried to help solve the case. And he enjoyed it so much. He was like, oh, you know what? I need to keep helping them. And this is also going to help me write my, uh, my books. It was cool because his skills as a writer and thinking outside the box were... An unusual yet important skill set to help out the cops. With Take Two, the premise is that she played a cop for over 200 episodes on the TV show that she did before she had her fall from grace. So she's very familiar with how to uh, question and interrogate and things like that, which is why they have her following a PI, not a cop, because a PI is different. And they do a good job with subverting some tropes, like the zoom in and hands cliche, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it almost is a little too perfect. Like, it'd be more interesting if the skills she learned as being a starlet or a star or an actress, those were things that came into play, like the body language stuff that she figured out. Like, that was cool, where she could read body language really well. I liked that, because that made sense from someone who was constantly looking at another actor and seeing, feeding off what they were doing. That's why Castle worked for as long as it did. Now, granted, Castle lasted about a season, maybe a season and a half too long. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from a fan. Like, I think all the fans were just uh, very, very sad with what happened. Personally, that definitely affected the show overall. I didn't realize that Stan and Katnick, who played... Uh, Beckett and Nathan Fillion, who played Castle, had dated in real life, had a all we really have, nasty bro- breakup, and that's what caused the... All we have is speculation, to be honest, because I've seen no hard proof, just talk. I will say that they had crazy chemistry up until a point when they had a very public falling out, as in they couldn't even work together, and that definitely led to plot points. Yeah, and like the writers, the writers did what they could to work around it and truth be told the actors did what they could like i felt like the actors wanted to be in the same room 
Like, I felt like Nathan Fillion wanted to be in the same room as Stan and Katnick and vice versa. But you could tell that it was, it was obvious that they didn't too. So it was they they both did a good job acting through it. If but they, I'm sure they were both like, oh, thank God, I don't have to be in the same room as them. So what happens is, it, and that's why Castle worked for so long, is because his skills as a writer helped figure out why or figured out the motives or why things worked or why they didn't work. I don't see how that's gonna work with take two and yeah. this is and it, i understand uh, uh listener that this is very early on this is first episode some if you look back at the first episode of um castle versus when they're they've hit their stride it is vastly different Santa katnik has little to no like actual character her... She's just the no-nonsense cop who just cannot get over this guy who will not stop butting in with his ideas. And truth be told, Nathan Fillion's character is a little annoying back then. <laughs> it was really hard to get through. I mean, it's it, it's fun, but when you see what the depth that he has later on in seasons, oh, it's it, like you go back and you rewatch it. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Stop being so full of yourself. Well, that's why I think we're really going to enjoy the rookie but um let's we'll come back to that yeah we'll come back to that uh with take two i find both of our main characters to be enjoyable i'm not sure they have a lot of chemistry going on he seems to find her rather annoying and she seems to ask very simple leading questions that someone who does have experience with 200 episodes of cop dramas would be able to parse out on her own without saying what i don't understand is this like for the viewer and i'm like you don't have to lead us by the hand we'll we'll figure it out too if you can figure it out and it did seem to wrap itself up very nicely and it's like i just figured it out quick knock 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 come back no i have it you have to come help me Mm -hmm. i saw this one thing and i figured it out it looks just like castle they use the same tracking shots and the same lighting and oh, the yeah. same sort of sets to it looks it's, so much it's like even it. written the same sort mm-hmm. of ways. It's like these it's like I could easily see this taking place in the same universe as Castle. That would be interesting. So my thing is is with Take Two, I agree. I wasn't the biggest fan of Rachel Bilson. I know she's done other things beyond How I Met Your Mother, but all I can remember her from specifically myself is How I Met Your Mother. I know she's known for something else. Who was she in How I Met Your Mother? Uh, The mother's roommate. That's it. Yes. So she, and, and, and there's, there's going to be someone like, Oh, Aaron, it's blah, blah, blah. And I forget, I'm forgetting exactly. She's, she was in a big show and I forget what it was. And I, but I was never really crazy about her. This role, she does a good job in. She she doesn't play the starlet too brain or not brain dead uh, airhead. In fact, she can like slip into that role as the person, like to kind of get her way if she needs to. The guy's a little dull. I yeah, it, it, he's almost a little one note. They named him like his character name is Eddie. His real name is Eddie too. Like like oh. <laughs> he only plays himself like. This is just who I am. I'm just this grizzled PI. And you get it because at the very end, near the very end, when she's revealing how she's solved what's happening, 
she says that she's done her research on him and that there was something that happened in his past that led him to be the way he is now. Of course, when you see him recovering like this billion dollar supercar in the very beginning, it's hard to take her seriously when she says, and you've been pushing away all the small, uh, all the big crimes ever since. You just been on small cases. If that's a small case, then lady, I don't really want to know what a big case is. Uh, yeah, that's... The beginning yeah, I mean, was always... when the beginning was when it was coolest with him. Yeah, when he he didn't he, it was a little bit more devil may care. Yeah, and I think if they allow that character to go that way, but then but that's what she's supposed to be. So you they've got some dynamics to work out. Do I see this being successful? It it has the possibility. But they have a lot of wrinkles to iron out first. Yeah, in Castle, Beckett was an officer, and there are rules she had to follow. And she was very mad when Castle wouldn't follow those rules and would never truly break law, but she would bend to figure out things. This one, he tells her at some point, you have to follow the rules. And that's like, okay, but then you remember, he's a P.I. and his whole thing is that he doesn't have to follow rules because the cops have to follow rules and that's why she's following him because they don't have to get warrants. They can pick locks and all this stuff and I'm like your your thoughts ring hollow when you say gotta follow the rules. I'm like but you don't. <laughs> yeah, the Unfortunately the biggest issue I think is something you've already touched on the biggest issue that the show is facing right now is the chemistry between these two people she seems too young even as she looks his age she seems too young like she um at one point she kind of makes herself look a little older even then she still seems old I, and it's just and i think it's just appearances i i they're going to try to put them together i i don't know i just see it happening well i think that's what they call it. they call it the uh on the little blip down here, it's like the sexiest ride along ever. And I'm like, okay, so you, you're definitely playing up that they're supposed to get together at some point. But I don't see why that would be interesting to us. It's much more interesting to see him have this relationship with this cop who's trying to keep yeah, up appearances. That's, that's a much more dynamic relationship because they've, they obviously have, a, uh, have had a relationship beyond... The, him being a PI and her being a detective, a sergeant, or you know, even a lead detective or whatever—that's a much more dynamic relationship that needs to be explored. And the fact that he's a PI and can skirt the law or skirt certain rules, and she has to abide by them—you know—he that's that's something that's more something that they can explore and you know have more drama with. She, her. Her peaks and valleys need to come from someplace else, not him. I believe so. And so far, all we have for her is her agent uh, as a character who's in her circle. Thank you. You reminded me of something else. Another reason why Castle worked is its cast of characters. You had Castle and Beckett. You had... um, Lainey. Lainey, who... Lainey got one note after a while, and then then the whole thing with... um, I don't show up because that was that's, from, that's the book. from the books, not from um, in the movie in the show. Yeah, oh, come on, you can do it. I'm I'm only thinking of the book Riley and Ochoa because they were Roach. Um, Keep going, you can figure it out. Javier is his first name. Mm-hmm. Man, you're and you're putting me on the spot too right now. And Kevin, Kevin Ryan, Ryan and Javier Esposito. Espos- Ryan and Esposito. Okay, yeah. so you have Ryan and Esposito. Ryan and Esposito. They are fun characters, and they go through their own arcs. They have they they have episodes dedicated to them, 
We and, also have uh, Richard's mother and, and his daughter. And and th- those two people right there are reasons why this is there's there's a huge possibility of why this show will not succeed because they don't have these kind of characters already built in. You're very correct, Aaron. They focus mainly on the case that they're working. You see her completely isolated except for fans who recognize her. Mm-hmm. And there are some interesting characters that they show up, like the cop and the uh, guy who checks out dead bodies, the coroner. Or the, yeah, Emmy. Yeah, and he was a fun character. He, yeah, but he had, he a had a, five minutes of screen time, if that much. Yeah, he had a funny joke about, boy, last time I thought I'd see you, would, uh, I thought the next time I saw you would be on my, my <laughs> slab. Yeah, but he's 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 going to be the comedic relief, or he's just going to be th- thrown to the why side. Do they keep like making, why do they keep making Emmys the comedic relief? Like, oh, they laugh in the face of death. Ha ha, what fun. Gallows humor. I guess so, but he's just more quirky than anything. Yeah. Or a morbid humor. But yeah, we don't have much to go off. It sounds like, you know, they're both loners. They're both isolated. And if they had stronger chemistry, then you'd be invested in just seeing the two of them bounce off each other. But the reason Castle worked was because you developed at least 10 different interesting characters who were part of our character's inner circle, whether by blood or by friendship or work. And they all work together. And truth be told, that's part of the reason why, though Castle could be real... Uh, annoying or uh, uh, egotistical you could tell instantly whenever you met his daughter and his mother that there was something deeper to him because his mother kept him humble and his daughter kept him hopeful rdj as iron man is what i think of nathan fillion as castle castle was written around nathan fillion because that is nathan fillion how he acts it, it comes off as charming. And Firefly, even Firefly didn't write itself around Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion fit that role well, but he was more serious than funny. But he was just very um, likable still. Uh, but his, as, his natural charisma. His, yes, through. natural stuff. So in Castle, they... they put full tilt into that because if you ever oh, yeah. if you ever are on uh, nathan fillion's instagram all he does is talk about his hummingbirds and uh where he <laughs> travels and cats and like it's it's the most wholesome thing you'll ever it's always pictures of himself but it's never like look at the grand vistas of calcutta behind me it's like i'm gonna wear a sarong today <laughs> <laughs> so that's and that's part of the problem with this this show granted um, if you've watched this the show, you may disagree with us, or if you have the chance to catch this episode on like Hulu or on streaming or something like that, you may watch it and disagree with us. You may like it, and there's nothing wrong with it's that. It's definitely likable, but yeah. it's you know what you know what it was because we then watched the rookie. Well, um, we'll, we'll and again we'll come back to that. I, I think it's also because to us it's Castle Light. Yes, we've seen what this is this could be what mm-hmm. this can be what this can become when it has the right casting the right writing the right characters the hard right when stories. the same creator comes back and says i'm gonna make a new show and it's it's very much his style so to see that yes i keep going i have yeah i have another example. go ahead i um the creators of will and grace this the the same two creators of will and grace did a show uh almost not the exact same premise, but um, a gay man and a straight man who were best friends growing up. 
uh, are in business together. I think either lawyers or architects or something like that. And they have very a very fun relationship. But it's it was hilarious simply because of the man who uh, of the the two best friends, the guy who was the gay man. He carried that show. Brandon Ruth, the guy who played Superman, played his uh, was his husband, boyfriend. I forget what. It, Brandon it was. Routh is very charming, and that Superman movie is so maligned for many of the reasons that have nothing to do with him. He was probably the dullest character. Not his fault. I think it was how it was written. He was supposed to be kind of like dull, anyways. In I, I honestly don't think it was his fault. But the man who played the gay, uh, the, the 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 gay of the best friends, carried that freaking show. I love him he he's actually um he played he played Haley's boss in modern family uh the like really really snooty gay man like the thin in more recent seasons okay because more recent all i have is the woman that she works with yes, who's the goop the stand boss, in the boss yeah the boss before her it's been a while yeah, for me it, yeah. sorry but it, anyways um it's but it, the thing was like having watched, having was someone who watched Will and Grace, you know, watched pretty much the entire series and loved it. Um, you know, even loved it for what it was. It's like this is basically just Will and Grace, and it's not even like Will and Grace for a new audience. It's just Will and Grace. When you write yourself that tight, it can be tricky for a showrunner or movie producer, director, as opposed to a book writer. A book writer is allowed to return to the same well over and over, and it doesn't seem to hurt him as much. Stephen King is living testimony to that. James Patterson. Dean Koontz. Um, yeah, uh, hell, I hate to say it. This is going to hurt R.L. Stein. But with a TV show, especially if you're going to film it the same way, light it the same way, write it the same way, it's going to be inevitably compared to its predecessor. I mean, you can even say that about like Aaron Sorkin's stuff. You know, it's Aaron Sorkin's shows are all like similar, but they're different enough. The characters are different enough that, yes, you can say, oh, it's the Aaron Sorkin style, but the shows are excuse me, different enough. Yeah, and it was weird that um, the case, I won't mention these pictures of the case because there were some twists in there that I didn't see coming that were like, oh, that was that was really good. And the explanations for why we didn't see it before make sense within the context of the show. You don't feel like, oh, they just pulled the wool over your eyes and said something is possible. It it's wasn't like, M. Night Shyamalan. No, it was like, oh, gosh, yeah, I really should have, really, when I think about it. And when you see the clues that they've laid through, you're like, yeah, I really should have noticed that coming up. But the way that it's resolved in the end seemed very weird to do in the very first episode. Again, hard to say. (laughs) Without spoiling anything, and what we're trying to do, so we don't lose our screener privileges, (laughs) they are, what they're trying to do, and that's something that's hard to do with well with a pilot, um, is they're trying to set up things to go on throughout other episodes. Mm-hmm. They're trying to set up overarching stories. They're trying to set up maybe continuing stories. Uh, sometimes other shows do it correctly. Sometimes they don't. Um, when a show knows that they're going to have more than one episode, they can do it a little better. Sometimes when they're just trying to get their feet wet, it's a little more difficult um, the reason Castle worked better even at the first episode is because they weren't trying to establish an overarching thing. They were just trying to establish the 
the whole show. They were just trying to establish, here's our character, here's our setup, and here's everything else. With this show, they're trying to set up, here's our character, here's our setup, oh, and here's a few other little tidbits. And that's hard to do correctly. And I don't blame the show, the, the people who worked on the show for not doing it correctly because that's hard to do. It's just very different, different. Like, the mentalist sets up right at the beginning why he is the way he is and gives you straight up, like, that's... I'm sorry, do you mean psych light? I, you know what, babe, call it what you will, but I kind of like the mentalist. It's so different than psych. I would never call it equivalent to psych. It was just, it was the same concept. Well, that's, it was around the same time. That's uh, what's and, interesting yeah. here. Like, even though it's the same premise, both dealt with it in extremely different ways. Oh, yeah. Highly different. So when you say that, yeah, I may have the same premise, but it's kind of like comparing Inside Out and Osmosis Jones. Same idea that the little people inside you who are controlling your emotions, but completely different executions. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. So, um, but in... So with this one, they they are suffering from that, and uh, as with our last by the uh, by the cover episode, uh, the Inhumans suffered from it from minute one. It was like because what happens is Inhumans is a comic book, so they're trying to establish this world, this mythos, and be, by doing that, they're alienating everyone, including fans of Inhumans. Yeah. So it's hard to follow or hard to say that this is good whenever they're failing at what they're trying to do. With this show coming out in 2018, it's weird to see these tropes still existing. The, mm-hmm. the ditzy starlet and the grizzled loner macho P.I. Like it's, it's, too, it's too on the nose. Like the arrogant writer and the uh, no-nonsense female police chief. Those are two things that feel like they could be but they, they really were, aren't they're very different than what you would they were expect fresh back in 2006 2007 yeah. nowadays they'd be a little less fresh they would i mean they, they would get comparisons drawn to castle and possibly a couple other things but they're still fresh enough or they're still unique enough the ditzy starlet in the, the like you said the grizzled pi that's been done a million times. Now, before. I'm trying to think, would it be very interesting? Would it be interesting? It would be too like Castle then, but if the uh, Ditsy Starlet was actually a, like a Shia LaBeouf character who had fallen from grace, who was trying to make his way back and in. And the Grizzle P.I. was a woman. Mm-hmm. I, too I, castle but still more intriguing with the way they subvert tropes. Yeah, in there, but here's the thing. they would They would easily subvert the tropes if they did one of two things and what are those one of two things they made either one of the characters gay (laughs) i'm telling you that right now the show would be instantly more dynamic because they would have so many other areas that have not been explored or have not been uh been dealt with in this kind of show and they would have so other many areas that they would have to work through I think what I'm hearing is that you would like it if there was no intended sexual tension. Thank you. There, like, Thank okay. you. You've hit the nail on the head. What I'm saying is that a guy and a girl can be in a situation together without having to fall for each yes. other. And, and it would be nice if this show were to do that. Now, Castle 
played around with that a little bit near the first season or two. They they kind of toyed with it a little bit, and they're like, no, no, Castle really has feelings with her. Well, the chemistry was adorable off the charts. Yeah. And that's and that's part of what drives a show like that, kind of like with Office or The Office. Um, when you have that kind of chemistry, it, it does drive that. So, speaking of chemistry, speaking of um, chemistry, uh, so, uh, uh, so any last notes on um, Take Two? No, I want to talk Besides about. Steal- I want to talk about my dream boat, second husband Nathan Fillion. Besides <laughs> stealing our name. Besides stealing our name. So. Straight up, the rookie surprised me. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer. I'm like, mm 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 mm. It's got a pop song overload, and they're playing this weird angle about how old people aren't relevant to today's society. I'm like, is this like a bash against millennials? What is going on or here? Or is it a bash against you know baby boomers? Like, what are they trying to say here? And I was like, and, and, and first off, when I saw it, it was like Nathan Fillion's in another cop show. I'm like, I know Castles ended you know, a year or two ago, but it's only ended a year or two ago. Let's let's let the you know the dirt actually settle a little bit <laughs> on the coffin. You know, even though the coffin had to slam close way too quickly. Well, he has to work. He's got to yeah. do something else. And since yeah, Hollywood it, won't give not, him a movie, like James Gunn won't put him in the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he did just cut his scenes out. Thanks, James. God. Ridiculous. He could have been ego. I he know. Oh my. Ego. I, I defy you to find a role that wouldn't be improved by Nathan Fillion playing it, but that's not why we're here. This is not the Nathan Fillion podcast. We are... No, no, that's next week. That's next week. This absolutely threw me for a loop. It's an ensemble thing, first of all. So, yeah. so for, first, so, in, in this is that's going to be our only spoiler. Yeah, we will only spoil, like, that there are other characters besides Nathan Fillion who this, that this show follows. And, and... And we we say that because it threw us, but it threw us in the correct way. This is it, it follows um, basically the story is that it follows three rookies: Nathan Fillion's character, a female character, and then another character, um, a younger black gentleman. We see Nathan Fillion's character arc in that we see the inciting incident that makes him realize that he wants to be an officer, and then jumps ahead to when he is past academy and is at the LAPD um, learning and, and being actual an actual officer on the actual force. And that's when we meet our other two rookies who kind of get lumped together with him and they all form relationships together trying to get through this job. Yeah, they're all like, I, I'm sure. But I, at the same time, they also focus on the three uh, TOs, teaching officers that are training them. Yeah, so it's kind of a six character, and there's some, uh, there's a, a couple Police others. Police chief and the sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. There. So it's it is very much kind of an ensemble cast. Nathan Fillion is the main character, mm-hmm. but think of it kind of in a way as Scrubs. How. Uh, Zach Braff is the main character, but they don't, they are not afraid to put focus on other characters. And they do it correctly. We rewatched it and we're, and we were watching it and we didn't realize that this thing was longer than like your average hour or your average half hour or something like that. It My like, thinking, like, holy crap, this is still going and we don't want to stop. Yeah, with this screener, I believe either. They intended it to be a two-hour season premiere. I don't know because it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Or they – it could have been split up, but I think it was meant to be one long thing. Yeah. 
we're not we're not sure again with without spoiling anything and we really really this is the one that we really don't want to spoil anything. i don't want to wreck and anything we, a because we don't want to get in trouble and b uh because this is we're de- like i'm already I, i'm gonna tell you this right now elizabeth i want to watch this show yeah like like take two i want to see its progression i may watch another episode or two come you know when it as it goes along this show the rookie i definitely want to keep watching i'm not usually one for like drama i I usually go for comedies that i follow but this one i definitely want to follow yeah it is very not like castle there are several key reasons for that besides the ensemble cast true you know not true ensemble cast but definitely more than just your to will they, won't they. I, I, I like that the show isn't based on a will they, won't they relationship. It's actually built on this guy and these rookies and how that builds within this hierarchy of officers. And it's not like they, they have... It's a very diverse cast. Not one is better than the other. Like, they all have their own reasons of being there and they have their own reasons of doing what they're doing. And some of them are pretty well spelled out. Some of them... Are a little more hidden. Some of them. One hell, of them don't even know. smacked me over the head. You you will notice it when you see it because you think, you know, this character is irredeemable. But. 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 The thing is, it just it subverts all expectations. Let's after talk a while. about the poor marketing because it yeah. has nothing to do with ageism. It's. I don't know why they're playing they're, it that way. The, I disagree with that a the, little bit. There is some ageism. The ageism it. isn't that you are old and therefore useless or you are young and therefore inexperienced. It is rather because you are old and I can't mold you, people could die. And it's sort of an army sort of basis at that point. You oh, want army training, sir. If you break down your cadets and turn them into an army of one, they cohese better as a unit. Whereas a person who is 40 or older will walk in knowing something about life and saying, I know this. You don't have to teach me this. Yeah. And it's it's harder. Um, like, I've, I've talked to people who, who are in positions that hire and they say sometimes it's harder to hire people of certain ages because it's harder to teach them. And in certain positions, it is some certain positions. It isn't. And, you know, it's but in and their ageism is a thing like and it goes both ways where like there are people who will look at me and say simply because I'm the under the age of 30, they will not hire me. And there will be people that say, if I was over the age of fifty, they will not hire me simply because I'm over the. I would be over the age of fifty. It's ageism is a thing, but no one wants to talk about it. You, you don't think that because um, this will air on Thursday, you don't think that on your birthday tomorrow that people will stop thinking you can make award winning podcasts, do you? <laughs> I won't stop trying to make award winning podcasts. How about that? Uh, but that's and it's what happens is with this show there is a aspect of that but that's the thing and that's one of the things that it subverts it's not all about that no you with the title of the show and the marketing they played up on that all lot it's kind of like how i met your mother how i met your mother the title how i met your mother is about a guy telling a story to his kids about how he met their mother 
But the show is so much more than that. The show is a story of five friends making it through their 20s, their 30s, and hell, even their 40s and beyond. And it started as a just a way to... Have you met Ted? <laughs> it, it, it's, it became so much more. This show is going to become more. Even if it only lasts a few seasons, this first episode, it was just... They did not play... This is a very different Nathan Fillion role, first of all. This is a quiet confidence. And not even that, just just determination. And sometimes he's witty, but more time he's just earnest. Just really freaking earnest. He's he's much more... And, and it, uh, it reminds me a little bit more... And I know that this is still a comedy, but it reminds me of the uh, Two Guys, A Girl, on a Pizza Place. Because he's a little bit more of his... His role in that, he's not that the quipper. The uh, he has quips, he has one-liners, but he's not Ryan Reynolds in that. Mm-hmm. But he is—he—he's he, he, kind of the everyman more so in that. Yeah, he's not a sad sack, and he's not a screw up, and he admits his faults, but is learning from them. I find him to be very much compelling and likable, and I find. I think all of the characters to be intriguing at the very least, uh, yeah. as a, and then some just completely like I must know more. And then, like there was t- at least two points when I looked over Elizabeth and I'm like, I like this character, and it's just they they had an action, they had a they said something, and I was just like, I like this character. Now I may not like this character after a certain point, or they'll do something, you know, so on and so forth. But this this one viewing, this one episode, has done a lot, and that's when a good pilot, that what a good starter episode is supposed to do, and we can kind of compare and contrast to what a good one and a one that tried to be good, because I don't think Take Two was a bad show. I don't. I think what they tried to do what you could tell what they were trying to do you could see what they were like trying to like put out there they were trying to be like we're kind of like a new castle we're we're, we're not castle but we're kind of like castle we're we're close enough without actually being castle the opening credits where they bump in each other and just lean against each other back to back like oh you i'm like guys it's it's the 2010s you can't do that no more this guy. This guy. This guy. It's like, it, 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 there, the, there's effort there, just not enough. And I can, and the thing is, is there's potential there, and there's potential, there, there, there's room for potential there. I think it's just the aspect of it being a serial, where there is a plot that gets wrapped up every episode and then overarching things behind everything that can be really hard to juggle without getting lost like criminal minds like compelling when you're watching it but not like you could watch any episode and be equally it's a csi it's a criminal procedural yeah the rookie doesn't play that way because it's just them hitting so many different jobs in one day and seeing what you know what life is going to throw at them with this day on the force and i don't know if they're going to introduce an overarching plot i think they're going to focus more on the characters honestly than on the particular crimes and granted the rookie is more of a cop drama than it is a crime drama Mm -hmm. um, or a procedural or something like that and it's it's hard to compare the two like that 
and I, I, I'm, I'm, what happens? I'm trying to give take to a little bit of credit on that, because if if we're comparing the two, it's you can't, because one is more about the characters and the other one's more about the story. Now, now I can, do wonder if Nathan Fillion was in the role of Eddie the PI, would we be so harsh? Like, I wonder if Castle would have just bombed if we didn't have those two compelling main leads to. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because when I saw, when I heard about this, and I didn't realize that Nathan Fillion was in the role at first, I was like, oh, this is just another stupid, like, set him up and knock him down type thing. And then then when I saw the actual, like, promo for it, I'm like, this doesn't look too bad. And so the rookie, same thing, stellar cast, but I wonder, because it has Nathan Fillion in it, do we just have more empathy for this main character and really care about his plight because we really like the actor who's playing him. You know, that's that's a good point. Um, I'm willing to, to say that that's a possibility. Now, here's the thing. Oh, also the rookie has more diversity than Take-Two. <laughs> that's a huge thing. The rookie, the cast, every if you took Nathan Philly out, Nathan Fillion out, it, it would be tough for it to stand on its own, but it could. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, uh, what's the best way to describe this? Uh, give me a second because I've got this. Um, it It's like a specific sports team. Um, I'm going to say the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, as most sports teams should be, you take out one really good player the rest should be able to fill in and continue to be good. Like my team in the basketball realm, if you will, the Boston Celtics, you took out their best two players, their top two scorers throughout the entire season, and they still managed to get to the finals of the Eastern uh, Conference. And they only lost to LeBron in the last game. But what happens is, I honestly could tell you, you take out LeBron as he's going to leave in this postseason. I like how we went into a, we're now a sports podcast. But you take out LeBron, the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers won't completely suck without LeBron, but they are not going to be the championship caliber as they are now. With the Golden State Warriors specifically, Stephen Curry is arguably one of their best players, if not their best player. They also have another player called Kevin Durant. Now, if you take out Stephen Curry, they can stand on their own, but they're they're going to suffer a bit. This is all endlessly fascinating. Please give me more sports metaphors. Actually, you know what? The Boston Celtics might be the better the better <laughs> one because <laughs> because what happens is they had their best they had their best player and he was doing really well. He was like their biggest name and they had a bunch of like rookies and smaller time players who were who arguably were really really good, but no one knew about them as much and they were like getting pulled up. That's what's happening with the show Rookie. The Rookie is you have Nathan Fillion, who is who's been around in Hollywood since the well, at least the 1990s, and everyone knows his name, knows his face, knows that he is talented, and he is now car- he is now the face and carrying the show. However. You take him out, and they are not afraid to have scenes without him in it. Or that don't (laughs) have anything to do with him. They are not afraid to just completely have scenes without him in it. And it's still strong. It is not suffering when he is not there. 
And that shows like strength of character and strength of direction and strength of writing. I'm just imagining younger Dennis Quaid from The Rookie, the movie, as cop in The Rookie. <laughs> Would it be the same? Mayhaps. 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 I don't. Uh, I don't think we rated the shows back in uh, the judge by the, judging by the cover, did we? I don't recall, and it has been a while. Uh, we've slept since then. But so. I am confident in saying that if you want Castle Light, you'd probably like Take Two. If you like Nathan Fillion, you'd definitely like The Rookie. And if you watch both of them back to back, we definitely enjoyed The Rookie more. The Rookie is definitely the stronger of the show on a, mil- uh, on a multitude of levels. Here's the thing. If you want a good procedural, watch Castle. If you want a good... Or, but if you want the latest and greatest, take two is okay. But the Rookie, the as long as they keep in this flow, the Rookie's gonna, the rookie's gonna go places. Yeah. I... I You've got a strong cast of characters, strong actors, and this sen- this sense of direction that I already have is. Uh, Aaron, do you want to talk about the cool camera angles? Yes, thank you, thank you so much for reminding me. Um, there's one super, 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 super cool thing that will, and we'll this will be our last note on it, um, because um with recent things that we will not go into, um. All of uh, all six of the characters uh, out in the the field wore body cams, and they also were driving in um, police cars and everything like that. They were not afraid to do different angles. In and when I'm talking about like body cams, I'm talking about dash cams. They even like they even did the same shot uh, because they're showing like how each training is similar and different at the same time, like how. Each TO is has is teaching them the same thing, but teaching them different ways. So it like they're showing them like that you need to get into the back of the car to show see if uh, anybody has less of anything. And it, like shows all three of them getting into it, but like like very quick cuts. And it's the the editing was done really well in that. Um, but like showing it through the like the uh, the dash cams was really neat. It, like. It didn't take you out of it. It actually kind of brought a cool element into it. Um, so I, I personally really like that. Some may, some people may not. I personally really liked it. Did you, did you, let me ask you that, Elizabeth, because I never did. Did you like that, that they had those different angles, like of the dash cam and the, the body cams? I think for making a show about police officers, yeah, that was a really smart move to use the things that officers would have all the time and make use of that visual medium. Okay, because um, that the movie VHS Viral, they did kind of take advantage of that, having that kind of technology to their advantage too. Because at one point, there's a cop shouting at a kid, and he's like, "Get off the street! Get off the street!" And he's wearing like the cameras on his face or something like that, and it shows his point of view at one point. So mm-hmm. it's more cool ways to immerse your viewer. Um, but yeah, that was, that was one really neat thing. So don't be afraid whenever it happens. So, (laughs) but yeah, we definitely suggest the rookie take two is not bad. They, they have potential, um, Rachel Bilson. I was a little surprised at how well she did, but she still has, they have a lot of wrinkles to iron out. So 
I don't know what we're going to do next time because the next one I want to do needs to wait a little bit. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to uh, making many more award-winning episodes. And at (laughs) point of publishing of this, looking forward to uh, having a nice quiet birthday with you. We well, we do want to take a quick moment and thank everyone who voted for us. Yes, if thank you. you. Go out and vote. And again, we want to thank you know, if they listen to us, the scruffy scruffy little podcast. We'll probably give the uh, give them a shout out on Facebook. And uh, we hope to actually because we're actually going to get a printout or some something like that. A fun Whatever. certificate, which is really important in a non-visual medium to have. Exactly. And you, what happens is you'll get to see it if you follow us on Facebook. And everything ah, like that. So, so be sure to follow us everywhere and uh, share um, if you know people who would love our two-person reviewing format. If you voted for us, please leave us a review on iTunes. Tell us why you voted for us. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys... I uh, got to see Take Two the other night. Um, or if you guys take a chance and watch The Rookie whenever it comes out, tell us what you think about it. And um, if there's a show or a movie that you would like us to watch, be sure to drop us a line. So, But until next time, uh, as I just keep on talking and talking and talking and talking. And Please talking. don't spoil Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, although I'm pretty sure I know exactly what's going to happen in that movie because the movies have gotten very formulaic. Incredibles 2 was great. Like that. Does the Jurassic or does the uh, does the T Rex run amok in San Francisco? Oh. Does a giant seventy six ball like roll down the street at one point? Do man does man meddle in things it was not meant to meddle in? Yeah. You 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 package it and then and now and you're, you put it on slots in a lunchbox and you're selling it. You're selling it. <laughs> Dang you, Ian Malcolm. Damn sexy Ian, shirtless Ian Malcolm. <laughs> Until next time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And and we're we're married married to to the the idea. idea.